Welcome back to the Highway to Health Podcast, and thanks for connecting with us again on Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. In this edition of the podcast, Dr. Ben Kligler from the Veterans Administration will be returning to share more insights on the value of taking a holistic approach to staying healthy. During this episode, you'll hear Dr. Kligler discuss the connection that can be made between whole health, your spirit, and your soul. Dave Nemo will be your host for this edition of the Highway to Health Podcast. And now it's time to hand it off to Dave for his feature interview with Dr. Ben Kligler from the Veterans Administration. It is great to welcome an old friend now to the program, Dr. Ben Kligler, up in Vermont this time, just in time for the snow, huh? Yeah, it's coming down like crazy. We've got a foot on the ground already. Wow, yeah, there is more to come where you are. So last chance for winter, and there you are. Yep, I hope any truckers driving around here are driving very slowly. Well, yeah, a lot of them aren't driving right at now, all right sure. now. There are so many bans right. for tractor trailers out. They've learned that lesson the hard way up in that neck of the woods in terms of closing. Right. I kind of always kind of go back to that 50-year thing because I can. <laughs> Not many can, but it's a circle that's centered around me. Then I am responsible for me, so I add self-care to that first and foremost, and then professional care when I need it, and then communities surrounding me, and then that finally, those four factors, finally equal whole health. But it circles back, and the center of it is me, mindful awareness and me. I've asked you about the VA and how this resonates through the general scope of the docs and the nurses, the medical folks at VA. What about the patients coming through, the vets coming through? Is this really starting to be a thing? I think safe to say it is definitely starting to be a thing. We keep track of people using the VA, how many of them are actually somehow getting involved with the whole health program. Last year, we go by fiscal years, but last year we had over 1 million veterans some way involved with whole health. They worked with a coach. They went to see an acupuncturist. A lot of different ways to be involved. And obviously, it doesn't mean that all 1 million of those are really deep into it. Some of them may have just gone to an introductory talk or something and then said, oh, this isn't for me. But that number is growing every year. We don't try to say that this is for everybody because really what the VA's job is, is to deliver what the particular person needs. That's the whole idea of the person-centered approach. And some people, Mm -hmm. what they really want from their doctor or their healthcare is they want to show up, they want to get their blood test, they want to get their high blood pressure medicine, and they want to go home. They don't want to get into (laughs) kind of what's important to me in my life. So what we're really after is making sure this is available to all the people who are interested. And we definitely see... Lots and lots and lots of growth in how many people that is. And the stories we hear from veterans who are participating, that's what really keeps us going, is hearing people talk about the difference this could make in their lives. So definitely growing. And actually, I'll say one more thing, which is our new undersecretary, whose name is Dr. Elnahal. He made this decision that whole health was one of the top system priorities, the top six priorities Mm. for the system over the coming couple of years. So that's kind of a big step forward, too, because it means we're going to be able to reach more places and more veterans and just be more integrated into the whole system. 
That is awesome. That is awesome. You kind of yeah. reminded me of something we talked about. Well, there are folks who just want to go to the doctor, get their blood pressure medicine, and go home. And you kind of reminded me of the great Revolutionary War historian John Nagy, and he told me back in the Revolutionary days, you had three kinds of people in the colonies. You had some that were strictly loyal to the king, and you had some that were strictly ready to revolt. You had a third loyal to the king, a third ready to revolt, and the other third just wanted to be left alone. <laughs> because it's about me and if that's what me wants then that's what me should get and if that changes then I can certainly change and we have the opportunity to change one of the things that is kind of interesting and you and I talked about Lee Holden we had a bit of a glitch in our communications with Lee we're going to try to get him on later this morning but if not we'll reschedule for another day but he's going to do some qigong to help us get to sleep this is sleep awareness week and recharge is one of the points on the whole health circle sleep and refresh. But today we're going to talk about spirit and soul growing and connecting. And I'm thinking, well, if your soul isn't settled and if your spirit isn't calm, then you're not going to sleep anyway. So everything links together. Right. Absolutely. And I think it's important to say when we talk about spirit and soul, for some people that might mean connecting to a religion, going to church, going to synagogue, whatever it might be. But really, it's much bigger than that in the sense of it's about connecting to something larger than just you. It might be connecting with nature. It might be connecting with family. Even for some people, that's where the spiritual satisfaction comes. And for the most part, it's connecting to what is it that gives meaning in life? What is it that makes life really kind of worth living? I think that's a lot of where spirit and soul comes in. And there are so many different ways to get at that, as many ways as there are people, really. It's kind of interesting because I guess you have to kind of thread the needle quite a bit in a sense, uh, Dr. Ben, when we talk about this type of self-examination, self-awareness, spirituality. When you're in a normal setting, you're around other people and you're kind of into something. But when you're a truck driver or a radio host, you're in a room or a truck by yourself quite a bit. You have a lot of time to think. In fact, you know the old truck driver joke. The best thing about truck driving is you have a lot of time to think. The worst thing about truck driving is you have a lot of time to think. This can really become sort of like a burning spear in a sense and sometimes and when you're kind of on your own and that whole thing about me, man, yeah, that's all that's out here, just me by myself alone, me, myself, and I. Right. And that can get tough because that can make you wonder where do you fit in and what is the purpose ultimately and where are you going? I think that's why it's important to really stress that fact that there there are so many different doors into this because I think for a lot of people, maybe they had an experience when they were young with whatever religion their family followed when they were growing up. For some people, it was a great experience and that really carries them forward in life and they get to keep that as something that really connects them to spirit. And then for other people, it wasn't such a great experience. And then they can sometimes get stuck in a place where they think that's the only way to connect with spiritual life. And the fact is, there are just so many different ways. I mean, I know for myself, just to speak for myself, I mean, I grew up Jewish, so going to synagogue, etc. And I still go. But really, the thing that gives me the spiritual connection is being out in nature and just being outside, taking a walk, seeing the green and growing things, looking at the sky. And that's just as legitimate as a way into spirit and soul as any religious practice. So really, if you don't feel like you have it with you right now, that connection, there's no reason not to keep looking. And it can even change during the course of your life. I think that's another thing that's important. Some people 
for example, grew up with a certain religion, drift away from that religion for a long time. And then at some point later in their life, they decide, hey, maybe there was something to that. And they go back and they start kind of pursuing, thinking about that and connecting with that. So it can really go any different way, depending on the person. It's kind of funny you reminded me of something else. You reminded me of my grandfather when he was a little boy. He and his friends, they were supposed to go to church on Sunday morning. They didn't, but they knew enough to know how long the Mass would be and just about when the sermon would be taking place. So they'd be playing, and then they'd all run over by the church and stand outside the door, listen to a little bit of the sermon. So when their moms asked them what did the priest talk about, they could tell them. <laughs> that is clever. These days, they probably stream the service on the internet, so you could just watch it on the internet while you were playing and then go exactly, back. You know? exactly. Not to give anybody sneaky ideas or anything. For sure. But yeah, I, I just think you can't underestimate the importance of this part of it. And to be honest, this is a subject that's a sensitive subject a lot of the time because it kind of connects to religion and mm -hmm. that idea about a couple of things you don't talk about, religion, politics, whatever it might be, because they can be really dividing people. And for that reason, healthcare providers like doctors and nurses, people are very reluctant to bring up the subject of spiritual connection and spiritual health with their patients. They tiptoe around it. In my opinion, that's not necessarily doing anyone any favors. I mean, obviously, you have to be sensitive about how you approach it, and you have to be very cautious not to kind of impose your own views on somebody. But to leave that out of the conversation about what makes somebody have a full and satisfying life, you shouldn't leave it out. You really shouldn't. And let me just say one more thing on that, Dave, if you don't mind, which is for people who are listening who are veterans, if you happen to be connected to the VA or thinking about it, one of the things that VA has that people don't know much about is an amazing chaplain service. So every VA has a chaplain or multiple chaplains at the big ones. Some of them are Christian, some are Jewish, some are Muslim, some are all different religions. But it doesn't matter what religion the chaplain is, because the chaplain's job is to look at the individual person and to say, where can this person make a spiritual connection? It doesn't have to be a religion. It doesn't have to be their religion, it be your religion. So in the whole health system, we work really, really closely with the chaplains because they're really the experts in how to have that kind of delicate conversation with somebody about what are you thinking about in the truck when those long hours and what helps you make a connection to the spiritual side and what gets in your way. So we've really got this kind of whole force of really well-trained, educated people out there to talk to you as part of what this whole health thing can bring for you. Yeah, it's really ironic and really tragic, too, that one of the key components for our physical health is spiritual health. We kind of touched on that a little bit. We were talking about the qigong and tai chi and things like that. You meditate, but when you do that, you are helping your physical body, whether you know it or not, or even whether you want to or not. We've known this for thousands and thousands of years, but the Chinese have known it, and they consider exercise as medicine. They consider foods as medicine as opposed to the pills that we take for high blood pressure. We say if it comes on a bottle, it's medicine. If it comes on a plate, it's not medicine. Or if you have to do it, like exercise, that's not medicine. But it really is. And the spirituality component is the glue, I think, that holds that all together and gives us the impetus, in many cases, to be better all the way around. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's true. And there's data... There's some big studies that show they look at people and they ask them whether they have a purpose in life. Or you could also say, are you finding meaning in your life? And actually, people that have a purpose 
have longer and higher quality life than people who've lost their purpose. And spirit and soul is not the only way to find your purpose. I mean, a lot of people find their purpose in their work, for example. So I know that's a big source of where I find purposes in my work. But on the other hand, that can be one of the places where people turn for that sense of purpose and meaning in life. And that can definitely have an impact on your physical health, your mental health, every aspect of your health, even how long you live, potentially, which is really amazing to think about that our system is set up that we really need that kind of connection to some kind of meaning or purpose in life to really be as healthy and whole as we can be. It's kind of amazing. I was just thinking about what you just said there in terms of putting it all together, like the whole health philosophy, it puts everything together because everything depends on the other and you can't do one without the other. And if you don't do the other, then this is going to suffer and we go on and on and on. But we kind of compartmentalize, don't we? In other words, it's sort of like the medicine is here, the food is here, and the exercise is here. Those are three components that we all need, but they're really not related. We need to do all three, but they don't work together, but they really do. Spirituality gets left out of the equation because we kind of compartmentalize it. So we have our work life, our spiritual life, our social life, our hobby life, our family life, all of these lives. We kind of draw some barriers around our own lives. Am I getting that across? You understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I mean, I think that's really true. And that's why when we have that picture that you've been talking about of the circle of health, me is at the center. That's the connector, right? And to be as healthy as you can in your life, as whole as you can to get where you want to go, really having that connection to all those different parts of life, but knowing they're all part of what makes up you and what makes you able to get to where you want to be in life. It's part of the problem is that's just how our healthcare system has tended to look at things. We divide everything up into pieces. So if it's your heart, you go to the cardiologist. If it's your feelings, you go to the psychologist. If you have pain, you go to the pain doctor. And we've divided ourselves up into these pieces. And what that does is it really gets in the way of pulling on all the resources that you have to bring in the best strategy for getting you well. It's the same with the circle of health. You can, at a different time in your life, you tap into that social connection. That might be the most important. At another time, it might be, what are you doing with food and drink and exercise? That's why I like that circle so much. It just kind of keeps right in front of you, that awareness that all these pieces go into what makes me me and what makes me healthy or not healthy at a given time. I think it's a really useful kind of reminder of that. And I mean, maybe not to sound silly, but if somebody had that circle of health, a little magnet or a little postcard or just a little picture of that somewhere on their dashboard or whatever, not to distract you, of course, but just you glance at that and sometimes it could help you remember, oh, I'm not feeling so great today. Which area is the one that I could really use some help in? Is it because I haven't gotten out and taken a walk? Is it because I haven't called my mom? Is it because I haven't taken time to think about what's going on in my spiritual life? And they can really just remember that they've got access to all those different ways to get to where they want to be. And now you've created some purpose, too, really, when you think about it. Yeah, exactly. One of the things that I know you want to point out here this morning is we're talking to truck drivers out on the road. Maybe a lot of them are in about as much snow as you are right now up in Vermont. It's really challenging to be at church or synagogue on Saturday or Sunday or at the mosque. You can't be there. You feel isolated. But now, and we talk about the negative effects of the cyber world so much and social media, but this is where you can really connect up in a real way out on the road. The online ministries, we've always had spiritual programming here on Radio Nemo. So you take what you can get where you can get it, but it's out there. 
Yeah, absolutely. And like I say, you don't have to be all in all the time. Plenty of people who are connected to spirit, there's times when it's easy to make that connection, whether it's through your religion or through being out in nature, whatever it might be. And then there's times where it's tricky and you just can't get there. Something's in your way. You're worried about something. Something just happened in your life. That's fine. That doesn't mean you should give up on it. Sometimes it's really the best thing to just keep it in the background on reserve. If it's not feeling right now like it's where the road is for you, that's okay too. But at another time, you make that connection and it could really make a big difference. For some people also, art or music, being creative, that can really connect them to spirit and soul too. So you can really go as far out as you need to, really, whatever it is that does it for you. So I know for some people listening to certain kinds of music is what really gives them that feeling of connection to something bigger than them. And that, that's worth a try, too, if you haven't looked at that. That closes out this edition of the Highway to Health Podcast. We would like to take this opportunity to thank you once again for spending part of your day with us on Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. Now, folks, you can always find the Highway to Health Podcast through Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo, And let's tell you about a few of the outlets where the podcast is available. You can listen to all of the episodes of the Highway to Health Podcast through our website. Or you can subscribe to the podcast through all of the major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Just go to wherever you get your podcast and search Highway to Health. The Highway to Health Podcast is a production of Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo.